Happy Easter, everybody! I'm Katie, and this is Just Dogs. Alright, hello everybody! I am back. So, I tried to record this episode yesterday, and that didn't end up happening. Um, so, I went out yesterday because it was Easter and um, my grandmother texted me that she needed me to go get the eggs from the house and then on my way there she ended up not needing them uh, just because it was taking too long. I don't live in the same town so it takes me a while. And so then I ended up not going and get them but I'm obviously, I was obviously already out so... I went to church, and then when we went to my, um, one of my great aunt's houses, spent the day out there, and I planned on finishing recording this episode whenever I got home. Well, then, um, the house next to my, like, row of townhomes was playing music extremely loud, so you could hear it. And then, I was just gonna wait it out, but they literally did not stop playing the music that loud until after midnight so yeah getting this recorded yesterday on Sunday was not an option but we are here now um just a f- housekeeping just a little bit of housekeeping um I'm going to be starting my patreon I think it's called patreon um if it's pronounced otherwise then my bad um I'm gonna make sure that I link it down in the description. Um, What Patreon does is it lets y'all interact with me. I'm going to get some bonus episodes for my Patreons, and if you feel so inclined to donate and help me build this podcast, get a better podcast set up, and get merch and so much for y'all, then that is where y'all will go to to get into all of that. Um, I will link that at the end of the podcast. Um, we're still continuing the breeds, then an episode, breeds, then an episode. Whenever I do these episodes, when I start getting into our more debatable topics, I'm going to be putting links so that y'all know I'm not just pulling these facts out of thin air, that I have done research, and that I do have credible sources, and that I'm not just pulling y'all's leg. So, I will be citing where I get my information in these next, or whenever I do my more debatable topics. Um, So that brings us to today. This is episode three, which puts us at a total of five episodes, including my breeds episodes. So what is this episode over? Well, If you read the title, you already know. But if you didn't feel like reading the title, then we are going over rescuing versus going to a breeder. Now, I'm not really going to get into the depths of what makes a good breeder. I'm going to do a totally different episode on that. Um, I'm really just going to be comparing what would work better for you. So if it would be better for you to go to a breeder if it is better for you to rescue. And so that's really what we're going to dive into today. So with that being said, let's just get on in it. When 
it comes to looking for a dog, um, there's a lot of different things that you need to look at, but we're going to start off with, what are you expecting to do with this dog? Are you wanting a companion for whenever you come home from work? Are you wanting something that's not a puppy? Are you wanting something that you can just go and get real quick and not really have to go through the hassle of going through an adopt, or not an adoption process, but like an application, waiting for the puppies, waiting for them to grow, for the match, so on. Um, are you wanting something that's kind of already grown? Are you wanting to just rescue a life? Like what are you wanting to show? Are you wanting to do protection? Are you wanting to do agility, obedience, um, AKC sports? Are you just wanting somebody to go on hikes with you? Like what the heck are you thinking about doing with this guy? (laughs) So like, um, if you're really just wanting a companion for at home, uh, let's say a hiking buddy, let's say you have no expectations for this dog, you just want one, or you just want somebody that is just here for you. You can go and you can pick it out real quick, you could see it, and you just, you can get them. I think that would be great for a rescue circumstance. Um, but if you want to do show, you have to go from a breeder because you're nine times out of ten, you're not going to find a show line dog in a shelter, right? Um, a lot of the times, those dogs can't always participate in some of these sports. Um, like, at most AKC events, you go in with your breed, or you go in, which y'all can correct me if I'm wrong, um, you go in as a purebred, and then they have different levels, they have another section for their mixed breeds, um, but I do not believe that you get to participate with the, uh, full breed, um, Also, you don't really know what to expect from this rescue dog, so you can go to the shelter and you can get a pit bull, uh, or you can get a Doberman, or you can get a German Shepherd, and you could say, okay, well, I'm going to train this in protection, but it doesn't always work out that way. Um, Some dogs just aren't equipped for it. Some shelter dogs are, they're too shy, or some of them are already too nippy. That's why they're here. Um, Some of them aren't. Let me remember that someone, quote-unquote, aren't trainable. And so, um, some rescue dogs get a lot more work when it comes to getting them to do sports because they didn't grow up doing this like your puppy would, like your purebred puppy would. And some of them, we don't know the background to be able to bring them into that. Uh, Maybe they have medical history that we don't know of. Maybe they have a genetic history that you can get them started but maybe something's gonna pop up here in the next year and you can't um I think that's a really big risk with a rescue dog is the fact that we don't know their history we know if it was brought in by an owner roughly the history of this dog but we're, we're going in kind of blind here especially if it's one that was just picked up on the road that we're just guessing um, like, oh yeah, um, I think this is a Pitbull Lab. Um, I don't know. So you're just kind of guessing 
what traits this dog is going to have, what it might be like. But you really, you just, you just don't know. And I think that's one of the risks that we're kind of taking with this, um, which I totally just went off of um, what do we want from this dog. Um, so really looking to what you want with this dog is important um, when deciding if you should go with a breeder or rescue. Just because, say you're wanting a hunting dog, you can't always just go to the shelter and pick up a dog that looks like a GSP and hope that that's what he's going to do because that's not always how it works. Um, there are some people that take dogs to the shelter because they can't do the job that they're supposed to be doing. And so then you have that risk of them not being able to do their job, whether it's hurting, whether it's hunting. Um, some people have been able to take shelter dogs and turn them into a service animal. I know people that take dogs from a shelter and make them into a therapy dog. Um, a girl in one of my senior seminars did a presentation on therapy dogs that came from a rough background life and that they actually showed higher signs of be like higher (laughs) they showed that dogs that come from a hard background and patients know about that background and know about how the dog is doing now it helps their depression more knowing that this dog came from a hard life and look where he's at look what he's doing and so a study that study showed that dogs with a rough background that are now doing therapy dog work are able to help patients more than just a dog that just like hey this is my dog he's always been great you know so um that's just a really neat study that I didn't know about that she shared with us um so yeah I'm not saying that shelter dogs can't always do a job but sometimes they're brought here because they can't do their dog um they could be a washed service dog they could be a washed dog that was in any program honestly and he just could not do his job um so really what you're wanting from this dog is important is what I'm getting at uh so do you do you you have any trait requirements um so let's say okay I want this I want to go get a dog but I need it to be good with kids or I need it to be good with dogs or I want it to be a calm relaxed dog or I want it to be a medium energy dog with um a very independent side some of these traits we know just by knowing the breed and whenever you're going into a shelter you're kind of going blind because we don't know exactly what this breed is some of them are just brought in and the workers at the shelter are like, oh, it kind of looks like a German Shepherd mix, or, oh, it kind of looks like a lab mix. But they don't always know 100% if it's not an owner bring-in. Um, I know a lot of shelters will take their pit bull mixes, and they will call it something else. So it'll say, oh, well, this is a lab mix, this is a healer mix, and stuff like that, because it makes it easier for them to adopt out, but it also makes it harder for the owner to know what they're getting. And I know why they do it and this isn't always the case but it is yeah it does help these pities get adopted um so that's just one thing that they do which can make it harder for you to decide if this is the dog for you based on traits 
And I'm not saying that because pities are bad, but I'm saying that because some people look for specific traits, and when a dog is mislabeled or mi- as a breed, then it's hard to look for specific traits. Um, so, another example of traits could be physical traits. Um, I want a small dog, uh, a long-haired dog, and if you're getting a, let's say, a puppy from a shelter, you're not going to know how big this puppy is going to get. And sometimes it's really hard to tell if this puppy is going to have long hair or if it's just in its floofy puppy stage. (laughs) And so uh, with traits like that, I think it's also hard if you're going to go to a shelter for a puppy. Um, But if you're going for an adult dog, it's very easy to be like, okay, I want a small, long-haired dog. And they're like, all right, we got these, these three chihuahuas in the back, or we have these, this Pomeranian, or it's easier to find an adult dog with physical traits, harder to find a puppy with physical traits that you're wanting. Uh, another thing that's kind of like a negative for the, uh, rescue side is going to be, you don't know the habits that this dog has while sitting in a cage. The, shelter can say, um, hey, yeah, uh, this dog is so great. He's so sweet. He's so nice. Um, he loves every animal that's came in here, but at the same time, the only interaction that he's had with every other dog in here has been in the kennel or whilst on a leash. And so then, uh, you could take him home and he's actually a pillow shredder or you could take him home and he actually terrorizes your cats, but he likes them, but he's terrorizing them at the same time. Um, it's just very hard to tell how this dog is going to be outside of this setting or if he's actually calm or if he's just calm because he's been in this kennel all day. Like, I think it's just very hard to tell a dog. Um, and I know right now it's seeming I'm very anti-shelter, but that is not, that is not the case. Um, I think shelters are great, okay? I will definitely have my own rescue dogs later on in the future whenever I have the space. Um... I personally, at this moment, like the comfort of knowing what I'm getting, what issues might be in store for me, what size, hair length, uh, characteristics I might be getting, energy level, what I need to do with this breed. That is just some of the things that I like to know about a dog that I'm getting at the moment. Uh, I go to the social... The shelters. I go to the shelters all the time. I love to go and see the dogs, spend time with the dogs, give them treats. They deserve the world, but they also deserve the right owner. Uh, with my allergy to specific hair types, it does make it hard for me to get animals from the shelter as well, um, especially puppies, because I don't know what their hair is going to be like. And a vast majority of the shelters in my area has pities and that is one of the hair types that I cannot have and so shelter buying for me is also harder but it's not for everybody um I think that shelters are great for um people that want an adult dog people that um don't want to deal with a puppy or people that can talk with the shelter on what they know and what they've experienced and kind of get a feel for dogs. Some of the shelters have had dogs for a long enough time to where they know this dog's in and outs. Um, I have a friend in high school that rescued two elderly labs and they absolutely loved them. They were the best dogs ever. While they did come with a lot of health concerns, 
Um, they did everything that they could for them, and they gave them the best life that they could have during the time that they had them. And so some sometimes shelters, pets, just fit in so perfectly to a home. Um, so let's kind of get into some pros of adoption. I feel like I'm really kind of weighing down on them and I don't want to do that because that's not at all my objective with this. Um, so when it comes to adoption, you're literally saving a dog, okay? Not all shelters are kill shelters. Um, there are a lot of no-kill shelters in my area. I can't speak for everybody else. I know in heavily populated area, it is harder to have a no-kill shelter just because of the surplus of animals coming in all the time. Um, but whenever you go to a shelter, all in all, you are saving a dog's life. You are giving him a new one, giving him or her a second chance, and you're bringing them back out into the world. And even if you yourself can't handle it, you can find somebody that will take this dog. Um, I did adopt a puppy a few months ago. Um, I wanted to try and get a second dog, but then it had more classes uploaded into, uploaded into my life. Oh, um, added on to my schedule is what I meant to say. And it got really tough trying to train this puppy that has been very traumatized from his life early on, while also teaching my current dog how to be a sharer because he's a spoiled little, he was a one and a half at the time, but now he's two. Uh, one and a half year old and he was ready for the puppy to go back home he's like all right well we've already played so you can you can go home now and just potty training and it was just a lot for me at that time and so uh I did not want to take him back so I went I obligated it (laughs) I made the obligation to find him a home myself and I think that is also a pro of adopting an animal Because while you can take him back, you can also give yourself the responsibility of finding him a good home where now that you've been with this dog and you kind of know what you're working with, you can explain it to somebody else while the shelter can't. Hello, train. (laughs) So sorry. Uh, I'm going to try and continue. I hope it's not too distracting. Um, Another pro is that there are multiple ages available. You got one-year-olds, two-year-olds, three-year-olds. You got a stinky old fart in the corner that's probably 10 years old. He ain't got no teeth, but he's the sweetest little boy ever. Okay. Uh, You have any age, really, in this shelter, any estimated age. You really don't know what you're getting. But for the people that don't want to deal with a puppy, the train just keeps getting louder. Um, for the people that don't want to deal with a puppy, a shelter situation is the best, is one of the best options. Um, when it comes to not wanting a puppy with a breeder, there's a few chances where they are giving you, um, they have retiring breeding dogs. Um, not everybody gets rid of their older breeding dogs, but some do like to rehome their older dogs so that they can kind of live a laid-back life. Um, I haven't really gotten into the retirement part of a breeder. Um, I don't really concern myself with that part of it. Uh, it could be something to look into. I know some people kind of look down on breeders that just get rid of their older dogs. Uh, some people see it as 
oh, you just use that dog for puppies and now you're just going to get rid of it? Like, what? And that's not always the case. Um, I, as a breeder, my... I... I am not a breeder myself, so I cannot sit here and say that is why they're doing it. Some of them would be better off in a home without a bunch of puppies because they're older and they just, they're done with all the puppies and that's totally okay. But I myself cannot sit here and say that, oh, you're getting rid of your older dog because you just wanted puppies out of it. No, I can't say that. Um, that's not my place to say. Uh, but you can sometimes get an older dog from a breeder to where you still know the history of that dog uh whether it's health attitude character and so on um but you can also go find that older dog at a shelter um you just don't have as much background information as I have already said um now we can look at finances um It can be seen as adoption being way cheaper than a breeder. Uh, When going to a breeder, you are paying uh, roughly a thousand to some breeds go up to three thousand for a puppy, roughly eight to twelve weeks old, who has had one to two rounds of shots and at least three rounds of dewormer. You also have a health health guarantee, and you get the full background. Um, When it comes to an adoption, you are getting whatever dog you have. And most of the time, they are spayed or neutered already. So that gets rid of that cost, which normally that is kind of added into your buying cost or your adoption fee. And then you're getting the basic vaccinations. Um, I think if they're a puppy, they just give them a... Novavac, or uh, also known as a parvo distemper vaccine. It's normally a six-in-one, like a parvo distemper, lepto, a few others. Um, some shelters, if they have a vet on staff, or they have the ability to take their animals to a vet, then they get the parvo and the rabies, because in order to get rabies, it has to be given by a licensed veterinarian. Um, so you get the, you get some of your initial vaccinations and then you also get your, uh, get them spayed or neutered and some even go as far as to give that monthly flea prevention or heartworm prevention. I don't know off the top of my head if they heartworm test. I don't know if they're going to give them heartworm medication if they can't heartworm test because you shouldn't do that. Without, you shouldn't give them heartworm medication without doing a heartworm test is what I mean. Um, but I do know a large majority of them do the initial vaccinations and the spay and neuter. And so you're going to a shelter and you're picking up a dog for anywhere from a large range. From $25, I've seen some go all the way up to $400, but... Um, the puppy that I got was 25, but he was not fixed yet, and he only had one round of shots. And so, it really just kind of depends on where you're getting it and what they've been able to do for this dog. Um, and if they're having any deals, that's another thing, is adoption centers sometimes have um, 
like an adoption month. I think uh, maybe August or something or September was adoption month. So like all the dogs went down to a specific price range. Um, So buying or adopting from a shelter can be seen as more cost cost efficient. Um, One way to kind of con that would be you don't know what you're getting. (laughs) Um, I'm going to keep going back to that because that is just a big part. You don't know the health issues that this dog has. You don't know the health issues that he has gotten from his parents because we don't know what his parents are. We don't know his genetic history. Um, So you can be having a lot of health risk, um, which can be seen less in a breeder and an ethical breeder who does all the health screening and preventative breeding and so on um, to kind of get rid of all the sickness and the bad that could potentially be in a breed. Um, While as a shelter dog, we have no clue who the parents are. If it was um, an owner that felt like just breeding its dog because it loved its dog so much it wanted to breed it or if it was just two street dogs on the road that created this guy like we don't know and so um the initial buying cost is significantly different significantly less whenever you're adopting rather than going to a breeder and buying um so As I've said before, the cons of adopting are unknown history and not really knowing all the breeds of him. Uh, Because, like I said, we're just going off of either the owner that dropped that dog off or the what the shelter thinks he looks like. Obviously, there are ways of finding out through genetic tests or DNA tests. Um, (laughs) Embark and sponsor me. (laughs) Um... (laughs) Uh, I've heard that um, many different sides of DNA testing, if it's accurate, if it's 100% accurate. Um, sometimes it can be messed up. There's, you, It's just a way of knowing more than you already know when it comes to your rescue and shelter dogs. Um, you have heard me kind of talking about breeders throughout this entire episode. Um, like I've said, when purchasing from a ethical breeder you know what the breed is you know the parental history you know kind of if there's any inbreeding um it really depends on the breed how developed the breed is and so on um you know about how big it's gonna get about what the temperament is uh i believe i already said health issues um you know just so much more than you would buying from a shelter. You can also kind of figure out what you can do with the dog before you even get it. Um, So like buying a Border Collie, you know what you're expecting when getting this dog. You know when getting a Chihuahua, what you're expecting. A Dash Hound, a Dalmatian, a Doberman... I'm stuck on D names at the moment, but it's okay. You know what you're getting when getting into a specific breed. Um, Whether that's traits that they have because of what they do for work, or whether it's size, like 
that whole list. I'm not going to go through it again, you guys. <laughs> but you know what, what you're getting and you know what you can do with that dog. Uh, you know that you can show this dog. You know you can do specific sports with this dog. Well, when it comes to that adoption process, you don't. And a lot of the times you can't. And that's okay because you don't always get them for that. But if you get them for that specific reason, that makes it best to go with a breeder. Um, you have a fresh start. Whenever going from a breeder, most of the time you're getting a puppy. Unless like earlier, I mean, I said that you can get an older dog. And ret- a retired breeding dog. But most of the time you're getting a puppy, which means you can start from scratch when it comes to training and kind of getting this dog set up to fit into your home. While that process can be a little more tedious with an older shelter dog that's kind of been through some things. Some of those guys have been through some tough stuff. And so that can make training a little bit more tough. While getting a puppy, you can kind of mold this dog into what you want. Sorry, I think Kai is whining outside the door. Uh, so I'm very distracted. Um, some cons with the breeder, as we said earlier, is they can be pricey. Um, like I've already said, we've talked about price. It can be a bit more expensive to go with a breeder than it would be to just go to the shelter and grab a dog that day, you know? Um, but it can be seen as you pay for what you get, basically. Um, I went cheap whenever I got Kai, uh... I made a few mistakes when it came to researching, and so I am paying the price of going cheap uh, with his hip issues, but we're not getting into ethical breeding. I will go way more in depth with that on another episode, but um, the price does matter because it reflects on what you get, you know, but we're not going to get into all that. Um... Another con with breeder is you can get conned. (laughs) As I was just saying, um, not all breeders are ethical. Not all breeders really actually know what they're doing. Um, Some of them are in it just for the money. They don't care if they're doing it right. They don't care if they're doing the testing. They just want to be able to say, hey, I have this purebred puppy. Do you want it? And then you're just like, heck yeah. And then you get it and it's like a backyard bred, not up to standard kind of funky looking like, uh, you're not really looking like a poodle, my man, type dog. Um, it's, it can be very hard to trust a breeder, which is why it's so good to do your research on it and find a good one because you can get scammed. Um, there's a lot of people that breed bad-hipped German Shepherds or, quote, air quotes, straight-back German Shepherds or... Uh, let's see what's a, some more. A long-haired Frenchies, long-haired Dalmatians, um, mini Aussies. Um, I'm trying to think of a whole bunch of different. Oh, red-nosed pit bulls, blue-nosed pit bulls. What's another one? Uh, right now, a lot of people are kind of coming at pocket bullies, I believe. Uh Doodle mixes is such a heavy topic. I'm not really going to get into it. Um, It's back and forth in the dog world. If you're in it right now, you're either for it or against it. And a lot of people are against it at this moment. I'm not going to go into it. Uh, Some people can see that as a backyard bred. I'm not going to imply that. I'm just going to say that 
in the dog world, that is a controversy. So don't come at me for that. <laughs> um, but there's a lot of things that people pay a lot of money for that could be very poorly bred. Um, I think the breed that I see it in most right now, only because my mom really wants one of these, so I've been kind of researching, is French Bulldogs. They're one of the breeds that you will pay the most money for, and uh, there are a lot of people that breed these that shouldn't be. Uh, so you really just have to be super careful when it comes to buying from a breeder, and I think that that is a con, is that there are so many bad ones opposed to good ones, and you just have to really do your research. Um, so that's kind of one of the things that you're dealing with. Um, so I just think that whatever choice you make, you're going to be getting a great dog. You're going to be getting a companion, somebody that you're going to have for potentially a long time. And so I think doing your research and seeing what fits best in your home is ideal, honestly. Um, just whatever you do it, whatever you do, do it full-heartedly. Whatever dog you take in, make sure you give him a full chance. Um, whenever you're rescuing a dog, follow the rule of three. It takes three days for him to be okay with you. It takes three weeks for him to start to get comfortable in his own home and kind of warm up even more to the whole family. And then at three months is whenever he starts getting fully comfortable and starts really out showing all of his characteristics and who he is. And he is all in it at three months. So follow the rules of three. Three days, three weeks, three months. So... Don't expect to go and get this shelter dog, go home, and then bam, this is what your life is going to be. You know, it takes time and it takes practice. Um, be ready to do training classes if needed with these dogs. Be ready to take on any potential health issues. Um, go rescue that dog. <laughs> Look at the websites and go get that baby. Um, I know so many people with so many happy success stories from shelters and it is just awesome um I think growing up most of our dogs came from Craigslist which I guess in a way you can see that as rescuing um there's hardly ever good dogs on Craigslist I'm just gonna say that right now your Craigslist German Shepherd that you paid $200 for is not <laughs> he, he's not your purebred good boy okay <laughs> um, he is a good boy though <laughs> um, I guess you could kind of see that as a rescue um, most of my mom both of my mom's Boston Terriers came from Craigslist uh, Lily our old one that y'all have heard me talk about she came from Craigslist her nub is like completely broken and like flush with her body she has severe arthritic with her old arthritis with her old age severe skin issues, dietary issues, um, but I mean, she's also lived 15 years, so who knows? <laughs> Rescues are a different breed all on their own when it comes to their lifespan. They'll, they'll go for a long time, trust me, um, but that was kind of my take on adoption versus going with a breeder. Um, 
I can see how this episode can be taken as biased, seeing as I have bought from a breeder. But then again, I did not have a great experience um, with my breeder buying process. But I have learned from it, honestly, when it comes to getting my next puppy. Um, I think there's a lot of things to take in when it comes to your decision. But either way, you're going to be getting a great friend out of it. So kind of just weigh all the options and really see go check out your shelter and see if there's anybody you fall in love with go see all the puppies if you don't have any physical limitations to any puppies then or any dogs like that's definitely such a great option for you um if you're not wanting to do any sport or show specific that's a great option for you I don't want this to seem like I am ugh shelter's disgusting uh (laughs) shop don't adopt like (laughs) That is not what I'm saying. Um, I'm on both sides. I am for both sides. Um, Sorry, I hit my uh, cord. But I'm not against adoption. And I'm not against breeders. So I'm kind of like a neutral. I'm in the middle. Nobody come at me. Uh, But this is my take on it. You might agree to some of it. You might disagree. You might have additional thoughts to that. And that is completely okay. Um... If you want to share those thoughts, you can tweet me on Twitter at Just Dogs Podcast, or you can DM me on Instagram at Just Dogs Podcast. And if you feel so inclined to donate, you can donate and sign up to be a Patreon at patreon.com slash just dogs. And that is all that I have for y'all today. It is late on a Monday. I have slurred a lot with my words. I'm tired. I ate a lot of wings before I sat down to do this, so I'm really full. I'm going to take a fat sleep, you guys. (laughs) Um, Make sure that you hit the add button. Rate, review, stay tuned, share it with your friends. Let's get everybody on here all the dog lovers, and the people that don't really love dogs. Because maybe they don't love them because they just haven't learned enough about them. So, with that being said, y'all have a great day, great night, whatever the heck you're doing. And I will see y'all next week. Bye!